This episode of the Midwest Game Nerds Podcast is brought to you by the Midwest Film Nerds Podcast. If you're in the market for funny banter and great discussion revolving around the latest theatrical releases, check out the Midwest Film Nerds Podcast on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or right at MidwestFilmNerds.com. Midwest Game Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, John, and here with me today is Brian, hey. Alex, hey. and also joining us today is Brian's friend, Matt. Hello. And we do have Lizzie, the Midwest Podcast Network mascot in the uh, in the studio today as well. As always, if you're listening along and you like, you like what you hear, or even if you don't, please do send us feedback via email at MidwestGameNerds at gmail.com or via Twitter at MGN Podcast. Today we're going to talk about some game news, then some Elder Scrolls Online, and a whole bunch of Witcher 3 Wild Hunts. So... Uh, hopefully, on Prime Day, a.k.a. July 15th, you all did your Amazon shopping through amazon.midwestpodcastnetwork.com. If not, please do next time. A small portion of the money you spend makes its way into our hands at the network. It will help us continue to bring you content that you enjoy. Thank you to Au for a theme song called Materia Mosh. You can check out more of his tunes at soundcloud.com slash ahh-ooh. That being said, what have you guys been playing? Brian. I think Matt should go first. Okay, we'll let Matt go first oh, then. Fuck, I've been playing. <laughs> uh, I've been playing a lot of games. I've been playing The Witcher. I've been playing Rocket League. I've been playing Path of Exile. Uh, Life is strange. I played through that. What's out Life so is far? Strange. Like, yeah. Oh, that's a game. Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah, that game is weird. It's a teenage girl simulator. Um, <laughs> So that's going to be your life, sort of. That's basically pretty you, much, right? It is, hand. yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was, yeah, it was just pretty much me living my every day, but in video game form. I, um, I expect that it was made by Konami or Capcom, because no uh, American studio would do right. such a thing, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and a uh, whole lot of other stuff. Anything you particularly enjoyed that you want to talk about briefly? Um, yeah, we could talk about Path of Exile, I guess. Uh, I tried playing it maybe a year or two ago when it first came out. And uh, I wasn't really feeling it, but uh, they released a big patch last week, and it feels awesome. It plays awesome, and I can't wait to play it more. So Path of Exile is the free-to-play dungeon crawler Diablo-ish with a sphere grid, Final Fantasy X-style sphere grid ability I believe so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So is that still intact? They didn't change? And, like, is it... Yeah, that's all the same. Okay. Uh, really, it feels a lot more polished with like voiceovers. It seems to me there's a lot more. Uh, it, it, it feels like a more full game to me now than it did nice. before. And uh, the story seems interesting. And apparently, there are several acts worth of story to play through. And there's a conclusion now. So that's good. It's good to have an ending. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At least it has a story. <laughs> yeah. um, Alex, what about you? Uh, I have been playing a few different things. I tried out a lot of different stuff. There's a flash sale going on this weekend uh, on PSN, a bunch of different sci-fi games. I picked up Nom Nom Galaxy, which is the latest pixel junk game. It's really, really strange. I only played through like the first two levels, but basically you're constructing these, these soup factories and going and getting ingredients to make new soups. And all soups are like two ingredients, and you have to find like different combinations of things, huh. which then you ship those in soup rockets 
to your customers okay. and try to win over market share. Nice. It's really weird. It's really cool. I think the flash sale is going to be over by the time anybody hears this, but if you want to check out another Pixel Junk game, Nom Nom Galaxy is definitely worth it. Nom Nom Galaxy? Yep. That makes sense. I yeah. picked up um, Star Wall, which okay. is the... I wanted to check that out. The Space Narwhal game. It's a lot like Dive <laughs> Kick. Did you guys ever hear about Dive Kick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Dive kick, just for the listeners, it's a game where you have essentially four buttons. You've got left and right, and then dive and kick. Dive is actually jump, but it's just a fighting game where two people jump kick each other. <laughs> Starwall is essentially you hold down X, which accelerates your narwhal, and then you try and steer it into the hearts of the other narwhals. But it's in space? But it, I mean, yeah, it's like, like weird Geometry <laughs> Wars, like Tron graphics going on. It's it's pretty awesome. You can uh, you can customize your narwhal so that you know which one is you by like color, <laughs> color and like headgear and body. And the, one of the headgears is mercenary, and it's Jane's hat from Firefly. So nice, oh, that that's was cool. That was pretty awesome. Um, other than that, I checked out Rocket League really briefly. It's one of the PlayStation Plus games you can download for free. I know it had a rocky launch in terms of they needed a lot more servers. It's also out there on Steam, I believe, and there is cross-platform play. Nice. Uh. But it's sock car. It's You're playing soccer as a car, and it's so weird but really entertaining and really satisfying if you, like, start to, like, have control of the soccer ball and really know what you're doing with it. And it's also infuriating when your teammates are just garbage. <laughs> So well, it'll be interesting to see Brian play that because he loves Forza, but he's horrible, horrible at FIFA. <laughs> and <laughs> terrible at FIFA. You should you should do that and apply liberal use of the share button so we can see yeah. Brian drive the soccer ball into his own goal. We'll, we'll have times. to get a game nerds team to go in because yeah. it's it's free and there's, there's it's three v three. Yeah, and oh, there's yeah? there's also four v four. I think I don't know if you can like how you can organize teams. We can look into that more, but that. That game is pretty sweet. Other than that, um, I think of stuff that I haven't talked about before. The first episode of Telltale's Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones of Games, is Did you out. play that? It's free. It oh, was it's free. free yeah. It was free okay. briefly for like a week or so, and I tried it out, and it's very much game of thrones the video game like i ended that episode and i was like everybody's dead what am i doing <laughs> <laughs> so well thanks for spoiling it no i'm but i mean well we know that always happened it depends on your choices though i presume i don't think that i mean the first episode i don't think they always end in the same way but <laughs> it, it's one of those games where as i was making my choices and you see the little indicator that's like they will remember whoever this. will remember this you're like but not if they're dead. <laughs> well, that or I'm like, oh, God, I want to go back and change my choice because maybe, like, it's interesting. Those Telltale games are very interesting because you can either play them from as logical a place as possible or you can play as you feel. And a lot of the times, if you play as you feel, you're making really rash decisions very quickly. So I should check it out. Yeah, but, I think it's yeah. worth checking out, especially like if you catch it on a Steam sale. Yeah. I mean, it's clearly be like seven dollars. Those Telltale games are all doing really, really well, and yeah. you're going to start seeing a lot more of them pop up. I feel like I've oh, played lots of their games, and I've enjoyed every one of them. What my problem is, I I don't like the episodic thing. It's like yeah. I can't wait two months. Hey, you know what? It might be a hours. great way for Destiny to actually have story. <laughs> well, it's essentially Let's what not they're get doing. Into that, but. 
no, the thing about Telltale is if you like, I listen to a few different game podcasts and they talk about the insane growth that Telltale has going on because right now they had Game of Thrones at one point in time. I think they had Walking Dead season two, Game of Thrones season one, uh, Minecraft Tales from the Borderlands. They're doing Minecraft story mode. They have like four What's games the, going. The Wolf Among Us. Yeah, that one was supposed to be really that good. That one's supposed to be awesome. Yeah, I was so. waiting for it to finish. That's what I'm saying. Like. I wait yeah. till all the episodes are out, and then I play the whole That's season. That's what I do, too. Like a by, couple days. By that time, it's like $7 on Steam if you exactly. wait for Steam sales. So, right. so that'll Definitely. be me. I'm cheap. I'm going to wait. Yeah, and I think that's what I'm going to do with Game of Thrones because I think there's still two episodes that need to come out, and as soon as it's on sale on Steam, I'll go and pick How it up. How long was that episode, would you say? Did you finish it? Or? I finished it. I think it may be... Four hours if you cool. take your time. That's and talk long to people. for your Telltale episode. Like, yeah, I that's think a good one. If you explore and talk to the people and everything, which isn't necessary all of the time, but if you take your time with it, it's it's a it's a good couple hours. So, um, I feel like the Walking Dead ones were done in about an hour, hour and a half tops most yeah. of the time. But that that was partially because they didn't have like difficult puzzles. And the older their older games like the Sam and Max games. Fuck actually those had, games! They, they the, were, dude, the last fucking game yeah. I played from them was Back to the Future. And uh, it, it, yeah, I, I heard mixed it wasn't things the best about game the ever. The yeah, I don't think I'm I'm gonna go back to the past. The game, I wouldn't. The Game of Thrones one. The Game of Thrones one isn't like it's not super puzzle heavy or anything like that. But sitting there and getting through the conversations and talking to the different people, like I, I probably played it in three sittings, and I'm kind of a busy guy sometimes. So it's not like I couldn't have sat down and done it all at once. But I thought it, it felt to me like it was a couple hours. So cool. I cool. Uh, I'll definitely check it out when I can get it for eight dollars on Steam. Right on, Brian. Um, well, I've been playing The Witcher 3, finally. Like, I put it off for a while because I knew it would kind of just suck me in once I really started on it. And, yeah, I put about 45 hours in then in the last week. Jeez. <laughs> um, yeah, I think about 10 of those hours were in one day. <laughs> That's about right. Uh, That's more than I was at my full-time job. <laughs> <laughs> I revisited Fez and played... Yes. I got about a third completion on that so far. Okay. Like, um, yeah, because we were talking about it, I think, one of, maybe the last episode or whatever, and it made me think, I need to go back and play more of that. And it seemed like something that would be relaxing to me, so I could just chill before going to bed instead of getting all pissed off playing, like, Crucible and Destiny or something. Depends Not be able on the to puzzle. sleep, right? There's, there's one or two puzzles in that game where I think I've, on subsequent playthroughs, I've rage quit and just been like, I can't do this right now. <laughs> I know I did, and then I didn't finish it. Yeah. Yeah, I... My one issue is I feel like at some point I'm going to have to do a lot of backtracking, and I um, I don't remember where I've been or what. And the problem is the map, the map is very complicated. Yeah. Is terrible. That's what got me. It's it's that's the the worst yeah. thing about that game is the map system. Well, I mean, on the plus side, there will never be another Fez. <laughs> Maybe yeah. I don't know. Phil Fish yeah. is. I'm just kidding. It was a good. It was a great game. Oh, yeah. yeah, I enjoy it. Yeah. Um, what else did I play? Uh, a little bit of the Elder Scrolls Online. Basically failed as a reviewer in playing that because <laughs> did not put much time into that. But we'll get to that later. Uh, I still always play Destiny. I don't know why, but I do. You know why. I'm thinking about writing an article about how I'm quitting Destiny. 
if I actually quit. You're not going to quit. No, I, I, I can't quit. I tried quitting. I can't do it. I haven't it's touched like smoking it in a week. The only problem is like one of the co-ops at work is going to be like, oh, Zer's selling this today. And I'll be like, I guess I got to log on and get that. I can't, I can't not play it. I love it. It, I, is, it is my way of winding down after work. I come home, and if I have a minute to play Destiny, I'll go on, run my bounties, feel good about myself, and go to bed. That's fair. That's fair. But I don't it's know. It's like a more satisfying job. That's basically <laughs> what it yeah. is. <laughs> so That's maybe how I, I feel should about I, it. Should, should I quit my job and buy it Destiny? It depends on how satisfying it is. There are people online that will pay you to Sherpa them through the Trials of Osiris and Prison of Elders. That's ridiculous. What am I doing with my life right now? I feel like I it's, could have made that's better like, choices. There's a little like offshoot ecosystem, like e- 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 economy that's going if on. Only, if only you could sell level 20 characters. You probably can. <laughs> I, well, I mean, but I feel like anybody who wants to buy it wouldn't. They would want it on their same gamer tag or whatever, and that it doesn't work that way, sadly. I think you can pay them to change your gamer tag. That's but, how Microsoft but you can't used like, to be. You can't like consolidate gamer tags right yeah no I, the, the one thing i wish i could do is on the app they have i don't know why we're just going to get into destiny but <laughs> this is going to happen how about all, we just move on to all, what you've been playing all i played is destiny and ether one and ether one's not good enough to talk about so there you go we'll talk about destiny for a half second because i like talking about it um in the app they have your xbox live and your playstation accounts like in the same app like yep. why can't i play with my same characters across both platforms yeah, that's I mean, what I would really love to do, and it can't be that hard. It cannot be that hard. Well, the thing is, you can already excuse me about to sneeze. You can already transfer from Xbox 360 to Xbox One and PS3 to PS4. Right. So you would think yeah, that's seamless. Like I had a 360 copy and an Xbox copy at one point. <laughs> so uh, it doesn't make any sense that you wouldn't be able to kind of flop back and forth between the two, but. And it would just make it. It would make it cool for me because I have friends that play on both platforms. So I would yeah. really like to be able to just use the same characters, same same tunes, like on either platform. You know, like today after well, we're done here. Well, that's the dream. All platforms living together, working cohesively happy. with one another. After Peace. we're done here, and I take Megan to the airport, I'm going home to help Corey go through Prison of Elders 32. It's not going to happen because there's only two of us, but <laughs> we're going to try. And I'll, I could probably at least get them through the nightfall and things like that. But still, it's like they're, if I could just use the same characters, like not only would that like ease up on my time, yeah. <laughs> but it would just I, I'd feel better about, you know, it'd be nice to use them both ways. And I, I don't know. It's just that's what I would like. So I feel like it's one of those dividing lines that will stay up because I, we're already getting dangerously close to the why is there any difference in buying an Xbox One or a PS4? The only difference is what are your friends playing? Literally. Like, the that's the way part, I look at it. There's at also, you also got the, do the, I want to play Halo or do I want to play Uncharted? The exclusives thing I want to play both. Like, that's why I both. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of <laughs> up in the air with the exclusives, but I think the main reason to purchase either console is based on who, like, what your friends are playing. Oh, the other thing is, the, do you want to hear your console or do you not want to hear the loud fans in your console? Yeah, Xbox is quiet <laughs> as fuck. It is. It's like whisper quiet. Yeah, my PS4, PS4 is a jet engine. About yep. as loud as my computer, yeah. which has like 10 fans in it. Yep. Yeah. So, anyways, that's our little Destiny rant. We got a little more coming up in the news here. Uh, this past week, Nintendo CEO Satoru Iwata passed away on July 11th. 
He's most known for his work in the Super Smash Brothers and Kirby franchises, but most notably when profits at Nintendo slumped in 2013, he cut his salary in half to avoid laying off workers. Clearly, on top of being a huge force in the gaming world, he was a great person, so I just want to you know, take a second, pour some out for a fallen game nerd. So definitely respect to him. Yeah, I, there were all kinds of good anecdotes coming out about him, people writing different stories and things. One of the, the, my favorite ones that I read was apparently when Pokemon Gold and Silver were coming out, mm-hmm. they were having trouble compressing it to get it on one of the two megabyte Game Boy Color cartridges. And he kind of came in and sat down with them to figure out a way to compress it. They compressed it so much that they could include the original islands in the game. Oh, nice. So he, he kind of like him having those skills and being able to do that. I heard a story about, um, I think it was Smash Brothers. They needed Smash Brothers to release. And he at the time was still like way above that pay grade. But he sat down with them, debugged it, figured everything out with it and got it ready to go. And just having somebody like that in a position of power in the company, I think, was very useful for them. He kind of, by the time he rose to the top, because he came up through Hell Labs, which is like the Super Smash Brothers developers, right. they've done a few other things. He um, he was at the end of the GameCube, which was like a very, very much what a lot of people think of as. Uh, a failure in, in Nintendo's... Oh, I loved GameCube. GameCube was a great system, and it had great games, but it wasn't a sales powerhouse. Right. That, like, PlayStation was being... Plus, it was a cube. Come on. That was awesome. It, it was, had a handle yeah. on it. It was meant to be carried from a location to location. Yeah. There you go. If you're careful, you could stow your I lunch in it. kept it on me as yes. a weapon in case somebody wanted to mug me. Exactly. <laughs> Knock him out with it. <laughs> like a power fist. Yeah, it's a blackjack. But anyway... Power glove, you mean? <laughs> Iwata, Iwata was, was a very cool guy. He did a lot of really cool things with Nintendo. The Iwata Asks articles were always really cool that they would put out on like Nintendo's website where he would sit down and talk to somebody who was programming Kid Icarus or something like that and talk to them about their level and you know the things the challenges that they faced. And I think it's sad that Nintendo's losing somebody who was such a force of good in their company. Yeah, so. definitely. Anybody else want to talk about him? He helped make Earthbound, and yeah. that is one of my favorite games ever on the planet. So that makes me sad that he passed away only uh, solely due to that alone, aside from some of the other stuff, too. So, Right on. Let's see uh, what else we have here. Uh, Hideo Kojima's name, Hideo, sorry, Hideo Kojima. His name was removed from the Metal Gear Solid Five box art. Alex is a resident Metal Gear fanatic. Does this have any effect on you? No, I mean, it's still his game. I don't know. All, I think we all kind of know that. I don't think like, it's exactly the game that he wanted, seeing as how there's so much animosity going on. Inner turmoil. With that. Yeah, like, I don't know. I really want to know more about the circumstances, but it's so unlikely that we'll ever, we'll ever hear about it in a reasonable time frame that... There will be a book someday. Yeah, well, maybe not. I mean, these are Japanese companies, people who hold their honor very close to the chest. Uh, and they may just, n- it might never be spoken of, but I don't know. It's, I'm interested to see where he lands, and I hope to God it's not, here's my Kickstarter for, uh, I don't know, non-metal, non-gear liquid. Like, I don't... I don't <laughs> liquid gear solid. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to see that. I want him to go back out there and start making weird games like Boktai where you have to sit in the sun with your Game Boy Advance in order to play it. 
but that was a terrible idea because then you can't see your Game Boy. But <laughs> so why do you want to make it? Because because it was interesting. That game was really really cool, but I just I want him to start going and doing things that he he's he's tried How? to quit Metal Gear every single game since Metal Gear Solid Two, like. Let him be done. Let him go and do his own thing. And let's see where it falls. Right on. I'm still not... I mean, I, there's still that weird Metal Gear Solid fan inside that's like, maybe this is all some weird, weird metagame thing and you're going to end up playing the last act of Metal Gear Solid Five as Hideo Kojima programming the <laughs> video game or something. I don't know. <laughs> like, it's probably going to happen. David Hayter's going to be in there somewhere, yeah. even though he threw a shit fit when Kiefer Southern, Sutherland was hired. I don't know. But anyway, it's still his game. Right now. No, Konami can't take that away from him by removing his name from the box. Anybody else? I have no opinion on the subject. The people who know who Kojima is know that that's his game, and everybody else yeah. doesn't care and wouldn't read that on the box art anyway. I'm excited for it, but I'm there's a small part of me that's worried that it's going to be a really bad game for some reason. I'm very excited for it, and I thought Ground Zeroes was pretty cool, but I feel like there's a reason why this was all happening too. I think it's very different, and hearing a yeah. lot of the people that have played the demos and things, there's been a lot of, why in the hell did they have Kiefer Sutherland do this? Because you don't hear Snake speak at all. Like, yeah, he's like a silent protagonist in this game. Yeah, so it's like, what, did they just, could they only pay Kiefer for like two hours and they needed <laughs> to do like two days? They were able to get all his grunts from being shot exactly. and whatever, and that's about it. They probably just, they probably uh, just asked Kiefer's Fox. good at that. They probably just asked Fox for the audio from an episode of 24 <laughs> yeah. and just used it where they could, but right. I, I, I'm interested to see what people think because I yeah. think it's going to have a lot more Peace Walker in it than people are expecting it. And that game is very strange. It's a very strange beast. I didn't play it, but I always wanted to. The whole Mother Base build-up stuff. It's yeah. interesting, but it's not what you're used to in a Metal Gear Mother game. Base? Yeah. Is that like a base that births other bases? Or? That's the precursor to Outer yeah. Heaven, so... Oh, okay. I don't think you there's have a... to actually play the games, Brian, to understand what the fuck he's talking about. <laughs> I don't think there's a father base in the Mother Base and the <laughs> yeah. father base... The father base is out of the picture. Father yeah. base abandoned the father, yeah. mother base, maybe? The bastard bases are all over the place, though. <laughs> uh, it's like the motherland and home base. I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyways, moving along. Uh, Shenmue 3 has broken the record for being the most funded video game on Kickstarter. Uh, this is kind of cool, I guess, but my only concern is when are we going to start seeing bigger franchises crowdfund their games, or do you guys think that this is basically what the current pre-order model actually is now? Uh, Any opinions? Well, I'm a little bit annoyed that there's a Kickstarter for a game that already has funding through a major company. That's kind of ridiculous. But here's the thing. It's like the same thing that the... These are the same questions that were being asked when Veronica Mars got Kickstarted, where they're like, hey, we're not going to throw you any money because we don't think people want to see this. And then they were like, well, let's use Kickstarter to show you that people do want to see it, and then we'll fund you. So it's like, and, and Universal wasn't going to, like, pay for that movie. I think in but. a way the Kickstarters end up funding most of, the, like, those little, like, the, the pledges that you get. Like, the Kickstarter funds those projects. But once the actual gaming company, a.k.a. Sega, 
sees that people actually want this game, they'll probably start throwing money at it left and right, and then all the money that was built from the Kickstarter is going to pay everybody else back that started well, funding. S- Sega's not... Sega's supposedly not attached to this. They've not given yet. The, they've given the the uh, they've given them the rights to make a sequel. For now, but I think Sony's the one kicking in the rest of the money. We don't know that. We don't right. know who else is there. But I thought I had heard that Sony was just going to help them advertise the Kickstarter, but not give them any money. That's what that's what uh, they have yeah. publicly said. But apparently, yeah. people who are familiar with the matter, whatever that means, might. Right, have gotcha. something different. Can you guys tell me where I can find some sailors? What is that a Shenmue reference? That that's not a, a that's I damn it, that fell flat. <laughs> did either any of you guys no, play Shenmue? I did no. not, son of a bitch. Well, they hang out at bars at night. Let's keep going. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, sounds I think, really weird though. <laughs> you could probably find them by the dock since you asked. I think I would be, I think the. If if Kickstarter for some reason can get me like uh, I, I heard there's a, a Mega Man Legends clone being made. Yeah, okay. I heard about that. I'm kind of okay with that. Me too. <laughs> I play it. Like it's it's a weird situation, but the day that EA comes out and is like, hey, we've got a Kickstarter for Battlefront. This, yeah, the next Battlefront. No, no way. The minute that happens, Kickstarter's dead. Like. They can't do that. <laughs> right. It doesn't work that way. So if you're bringing, if you're resurrecting a dead property, okay. But I don't know. It's very weird. John, <coughs> were you saying one of your concerns is that you think having to like contribute to a Kickstarter might take the place of pre-orders? Is that what you're trying to say? No, I, I just, I think like contributing to a Kickstarter and then seeing like, I don't know. Like you, you have these bigger gaming companies that invest a ton of money in these games and then see very little turnaround. Like I feel like maybe you're going to start seeing more of these big companies, sh- you know, turning to Kickstarter to get their initial money to make sure that people actually want to play these games. But then they might turn out like a shitty product, you know, like Arkham Origins or not Arkham, Arkham Knight or whatever. Like they rush that out. And oh, they, uh, nah, Watch Dogs. Like all these games that like people were like up in arms over. Like they're like, oh, stop pre ordering games because this is bullshit. Blah, 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 blah. Like, is that going to be the model, I guess, moving forward? Well, I think the thing is, no matter how many articles people are writing about, hey, stop pre ordering games, it's not stopping anybody. Right. So I don't, I don't know that things are going to change that much. But if people were to stop pre ordering games, I think. The, the world would fall apart. The Kickstarter <laughs> thing would start. You'd start seeing people try to do that because those that's guaranteed money. That's the point of that. You're essentially doing a pre-order, which is not what Kickstarter wants. But you know, I think the thing is like, what was the name of the game? The Dennis Dyack follow-up to Eternal Darkness that they tried to kickstart. Yeah. I can't remember what it was called. Failed but yeah. miserably. Like it wasn't. They had a Kickstarter going for it, and you could also crowdfund on their website, and mm-hmm. the two were separate. And it was one of the strangest things, and people just did not eat it up. They were like some steadfast Eternal Darkness fans that were like, "Oh my God, it's going to be sweet, and I can make up the sanity effects because I've been contributing to the Kickstarter," but it. It felt gross and weird and wrong because it was Dennis Dyack, who's like a big name. I like 
the some of the biggest questions in Kickstarter for me come from like when Double Fine has done two rounds of funding for for one of their games for I think was it Broken it was probably Broken, Broken, Age. Age. Broken yeah. Age yeah yeah that's shady and weird they're like here's round one oh here's round two we need more money like yeah. it's strange but then again Double Fine's not EA Spaceballs two the search for more money <laughs> the thing about Double Fine though is they delivered what they promised the, uh, over they, time they delivered it but it, it took was, a while it was also yeah. late too like True. it's one of those things where I'd know. rather have it later than never though this yeah I agree and it's a really good game apparently so yeah I've heard. Well, the first act is good, and yeah, most the second say act, the second wasn't, act sucks. Yeah, apparently, the and that's the part that took forever to come yeah. out. Yeah, I don't know. I I played the first act most of the way through, and honestly, I was just thinking this isn't exactly what I expected. Gotcha. Right? I was expecting more of an old school graphic adventure than it actually is in my mind. It just seems a little simplistic to me. Yeah, I was worried about getting disappointed by trying it, and so I haven't tried it yet. Right on. Well, we're reaching the half hour mark. I'm going to skip over my destiny news because <laughs> we'll probably get into that I'm for like sure 20 minutes. Talked or about so. later. It's just about the nerfing of the weapons. And oh, if, there you, you know, go. What do you guys feel about it? But I, I don't really care what you feel about it because uh, you're nerfing my jelly horn and you're nerfing my black hammer. I'm not playing your game anymore. Really? Yeah. What if they give you cool shit next I, round? They're not giving me cool shit because they always say they will and then they they're don't. They're making some stuff better. Like what? Auto rifles. Auto rifles are garbage. Suros isn't. They're all garbage. I just got a Suros, too, I don't, so I'm pretty excited. I don't want to use those. I'm not an auto rifle guy. I'm a sniper rifle and a rocket launcher guy. All right, enough of this. Anyways, we're going to move on because <laughs> we're not going to get into this because it'll, it'll last for a really long time. Uh, Elder Scrolls Online. I think the Blades of Crota are fine where they're at. We don't need, yes, we yeah, don't exactly. need to talk no, about that No, we're anymore. good on that. <laughs> it's uh, bullshit, but they're fine. <laughs> Anyways, Elder Scrolls Online, uh, Brian and I picked it up on Xbox. Uh, I'm assuming you guys didn't get it at all, right? No. No. Okay. Um, I'm just going to say straight up, I I like I like the idea of having the Elder Scrolls universe in an online platform because that's what I wanted out of Skyrim, but it is definitely not Skyrim, and I'm having a really hard time getting into it because it's a lot of that... Uh, open world like ADD where you can't really concentrate on things like I don't know where the storyline is like I don't know what to follow what path to go down like I don't really know what to do I've created like four characters just to try the different classes and see how I feel about it just can't really get into it that's not saying it's a bad game because clearly there's a lot of community support for it it's doing really well it's doing well enough that you know Bethesda is still behind it so but it's just not really my thing I guess I don't know Brian what do you think um yeah, like you, I've had a hard time getting into it. I've played it more than you did. I mean, I, yeah, gave, I played it every day for a little bit, for like a couple of weeks, I would say. But um, my biggest issue is that I feel like the mechanics of an MMO and how I feel like a game, like an Elder Scrolls game should be played, do not mesh well together. Right. Like, it's awesome that they have all these well-thought-out storylines that are fully voiced, and the quests don't feel like you're constantly like, oh, go find five what, whatever, you go know, out in the world. kill five mud crabs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Harvest their mud crab organs, bring back ten intestines or something, and then you can build a sword. 
But I mean, the mission, <laughs> the mission is not like that. But uh, the mud crab organs. <laughs> well, well, the the one thing that you brought up before when we were talking about it was that um, it feels much more at home on a console. Like, oh yeah. Why exactly do you feel that way? Well, it works really well with a controller. It controls exactly like playing, like Skyrim. On a controller. Do you play in first person or third person? I play in first person. I'm a diehard Elder Scrolls first person. Cool. Kind of person. So it's really similar to like Skyrim or Oblivion. Yeah, you can play in first or third person. The UI is very similar. Like the the font they use and stuff. Yeah, the menu system is similar. I mean, it's cool. It feels like an Elder Scrolls game, but every time I'm turning in a story, talking to someone, and I see five other people doing the same thing, but there's somehow this this NPC is supposed to be talking to all six of us at once. I don't think so. Are we all yeah. the hero? That doesn't make any sense. And like, why is this guy that I just killed magically back to full health and being killed by somebody else? This isn't like, the first MMO that's ever done that, though. Why is it different in this game? It, it makes more of a difference in this because you're supposed to care about the story, and it is actually interesting. <laughs> <laughs> but it, no, it's I mean, not immersive yeah. like well, that's, that. That's what you were saying about how like I didn't like, care. The universe of, of Elder Scrolls doesn't quite fit with playing, the MMO model. Yeah, playing sure. older school MMOs like like World of Warcraft or whatever, I didn't care about the atmosphere and the story that there, much. There, I, there I cared about. There was a story actually. I you had to do a lot of reading, of it, man. Yeah, but I mean, to me, it was more about the social experience. And I feel like every time I'm trying to play with my friends online and they are talking to me, I can't listen to people talk to me in a headset while I'm trying to listen to an NPC talk to me about the story. And that completely breaks the immersiveness for me. I can and get behind that. Yeah. That's my I, that biggest issue. Why I, I that, think it's a well-designed game, but I feel like it's two types of games Completely different types of RPGs trying to be meshed together, and that part just does not work well. So what if you went into it with the mindset of it just being a single-player game? Like, you didn't really you care can, about If you play it as a single-player game, I think it's actually more enjoyable. I think cool. I had more fun just playing by myself yeah, as it, far as the regular It was difficult playing quest. with other people. I mean, we had that I mean, one time where we did we were playing together, and it was it was hard to, like... You know, play with other people and try to focus on what you had to get done and what they had to get done. And it, I don't know, it's just a lot yeah. going on. It's it's not relaxing whatsoever, right? That's for sure. So, I don't know, but that's my point of view. I like I have friends that got it that day, and to this day they play every day. They've been playing that for the last month while I've been playing Destiny, other shit. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Destiny, The Witcher, you know. I imagine playing, if you played The Witcher at the same time as Elder Scrolls, it was, Elder Scrolls probably felt a little empty compared to it. <laughs> yes, and it looks like shit compared yeah. to The Witcher. Yeah. <laughs> but most games do. Yeah. Oh, Alex, any questions or concerns that we can shed light on? No. You're not much of an MMO guy. No, and that's, I was kind of thinking as you were talking, John, a lot of what you said are the issues that I have with MMOs of like, oh, here's all of this stuff to do. I don't really know when to grind or when to follow the story. Right. I think that's almost something that I want to praise Destiny for because they kind of, what little story was there, they delineated like, here's your first 20 levels. This is all story stuff. And then after that, you're grinding and the story doesn't really matter that much anymore. Right. So... 
I don't know. I'm glad I didn't buy Elder Scrolls because I don't, I don't think it's for me. No, and like I said, it's not a bad game. I just I'm having a hard time focusing on it. It is yeah. not a grinding MMO either. Like you don't run around. It feels weird to me because yeah, that's how I'm used to MMOs being. Like you have to go out in the world and just kill shit to level once in a while. Yeah. But you don't have to do that in Elder Scrolls. They expect you to be following quests all the time, and that's where you get the bulk of your XP. And there are a lot of there, quests. Yeah, there's that's the, the game you, is huge. You walk into the game like as soon as you get through the initial like you know tutorial level and go into the real world of it. The second you walk out of the building, you start it, and there's like forty quests. Like, I mean, I'm probably exaggerating, but at the same time, like, there's like you have one quest. You walk out, you talk to this first person you see, and then the second you walk away from them to take care of that quest, you're in a courtyard with like fifty other quests going on. I guess they've. Um They've put a lot of work into since launch, like the original launch on PC, yeah. and they made it more Elder Scrolls-ified, I guess you could say, where like now you can actually just kill random people and have a bounty on you and shit. Not players, but like NPCs and stuff. Just yeah. And then uh, you can steal stuff from other players. No, from the from environment. Just yeah, or you know where you get the red hand icon. Make sure no one's looking. I thought that was yeah. really cool. I was like, wait a minute. I just found all this armor. And my friends were like, where the hell did you find all that shit? I'm like, I stole it off a ship. Nobody <laughs> was watching. <laughs> but yeah. then you can only sell it to a fence, which is also there's very a, there's Elder There's a couple Scrollsy. of fences here. Like, there, there's yeah, more I couldn't than find one them. Fence. I yeah. found like the map system is terrible. It's so hard to find your way around that game, but yeah, whatever. I think something... I'll be interested in paying attention to, especially like a lot of what you said about this, John, applies to me in The Witcher as well. Okay. In terms of a lot of quests at once, not really sure what I want to follow. And so I'm interested in figuring out why I can apply those blinders in terms of Fallout and Skyrim, especially when Fallout 4 comes out. Just to see what the difference really is between these kinds of games, because it's not. It's some. I feel like it's something in my brain, and it's not in the way that the games are designed. Or maybe it's very Your like brain maybe, is messed up. Maybe maybe it's like very. Maybe I'm doubting the game design too much. Maybe it is the way that the game lays it all out that makes me feel like I'm not paralyzed by indecision of like, should I follow I th- this quest or I go to the story? It's, or it's probably it probably has a lot to do with the subject matter. You know, yeah. like. I mean, with Fallout, at least, like, you're you're into science and math and all that good stuff, and that game was very scienti- and scientific, you know? Or, you know, when, when it comes to Skyrim, like, it had a, a really good engrossing story, like, right off the bat. Like, it sucked you in, and they basically were like, well, here's the next quest line in the story if you want to go there. And, like, and then you realize, you look at the map, and you're like, holy shit. No, I want to go there. There are so yeah. many places to go. What are these markers on my map that I don't even know about yet? And, like, you go to them, and, and then you're like, oh, wait, I have that quest to go back to for the story. And you go and you do an, another story quest. And then while you're doing that story quest, you run into, like, 15 different locations you didn't know existed. There's, It's just, like, the story in Skyrim, I felt like, kind of drove the open-worldness of the game in a way. And the same thing with Fallout. Like, the story pushed you to explore. Whereas, like, when when you're playing an MMO, like, the story's not pushing to pushing you to explore the need for nicer gear or, like, a new mount or, like, all of these other, like, you know, 
aesthetic things are what find what you find appealing maybe or like getting better loot here loot there more gold or whatever like or the people who just farm and sell materials you know like different things drive you as a player in those games as opposed to fallout and skyrim so in elder scrolls what brian do you feel what or even jen do you feel like that's more loot driven still in elder scrolls online is that like i just knew when i was playing like i kept thinking to myself like i need better gear and that's all i could think about was like i can't do any damage i'm not doing any like it like i was like disappointed in all like all aspects of that like i felt like i just needed to have better gear because not only did I want my guy to quit looking like a scrub ass like peasant, <laughs> but I wanted to have the ability to actually deal damage. Like, I, I didn't feel like I had that. So, my, like, I was constantly looking for like you know armor to steal or like weapons to steal and things like that. Yes, you didn't look hard enough. I I didn't. I guess not. But that's I mean that's the way I feel about it at least. Yeah. All right. Well. Uh, yeah. Do you have more to say? I'm trying to think. I don't think so. Okay. We got about 25, 30 minutes left where we can talk about The Witcher, so let's do that. Who wants to start talking about The Witcher? Matt? Yeah, I could start talking about You're it. You're the guest. You, you've That's actually, why I'm You are the guest, you. and you have spent probably the most time out of all of us playing it from what I hear. So Yeah, yeah. I've probably got uh, like 50 to 70 hours in it now. I got it on day one, and I'm just kind of working my way through it really Kind of slowly but surely. Uh, and you're playing it on console or PC? Yeah, I'm playing it on PS4. Okay. And uh, which I think is a mistake in retrospect now because I've checked it out on PC too. And not only does it look better, but it plays better because of the frame rate differences. I feel like right just on. the fluidity of uh, going above 30 frames a second makes the combat feel a lot more responsive. Uh, but they've actually patched it since and... Uh, the movement and whatnot on the console is a lot better, especially the inventory management. Holy crap, did that patch help. Right on. I haven't checked that out yet, I don't think, unless it was already part of the PC version. No, actually, I think it came out for PC as well uh, within the past couple days. Yeah, just that book tab alone is glorious. Oh, there's a book tab? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thank goodness. <laughs> and well, st- it, it sucks going through pages and pages of books in your inventory yeah, just yeah. to try to find a potion you really need to use. Yep, yep. And it, it sucks even more with a controller. Or you're playing with a controller on PC anyway. I am, so actually. You kind of get it. perfectly yeah. natural. I yeah. played The Witcher 2 with the controller, so I decided to play The Witcher 3 that way as well. Yeah. And I always felt like the first game should have had controller support. It just controls like shit. Yeah, yeah, that game, that, that game was a lot different. It was really good, but a lot different. But yeah, uh, that game is the. Uh, pr- um, I'm pr- probably gonna end up getting divorced because of it. <laughs> um, uh oh. Probably child protective services are gonna be at my house any day now to pick up my kids, because <laughs> it's it's that good, and I'm questioning whether it's worth it or not. <laughs> You definitely shouldn't get Destiny. It is. Uh, I, I, yeah, I don't want to talk about Destiny much more because I, it's one of those things that I feel like I'll get into a lot if I pick it up. But anyway, uh, The Witcher, for me, has made every single open-ended game, like open-world game, like Grand Theft Auto, for example, look like shit in comparison because I haven't found too many non-interesting things to actually do in that game. It is astounding how unique every single quest feels. Yeah. It's like I've never felt like I've done the same thing twice. Even 
I mean, the closest you get to it is the Witcher contracts may, might feel a little samey, but not... The stories are all interesting yeah. enough to keep me going, and uh, the, where they take you through the environments is also varied enough where it's just awesome. Like, the game starts out, and it just kind of feels... You know, it's just planes, basically, like war-torn planes. Yeah, then, that battlefield that you go to in the beginning is... It's pretty, pretty cool. Pretty yeah. cool. And then you're like, okay, this is cool. I get it. It's, there's a lot of stuff here. And then, you know, there's maybe like 20 or 30 exclamation points on the map to check yeah, out. Yeah, I got overwhelmed or, the first time I played yeah. it. And and I think that's why I, I set it aside. I'm like, yeah, this is going to suck me in too much because I'm going to want to do all this stuff. And Yeah. And then, yeah, you're like, wow, White Orchard's huge. There's so much stuff to do here. And then you go to Velen and it's like four times the size at yeah, least. Exactly. And then, then Novigrad's just... That's part of the, too. yeah, part of the Velen map, but it's like yeah, the northern part, and then uh, and then Skellige, the that area is somehow has more stuff to do than Velen and Novigrad combined. It's just ridiculous. Isn't there more areas too? Yeah, there's another one, uh, Kirmoran, the castle oh, yeah. area, and there's actually more stuff to do there. But but yeah, the so far I, I like it a lot. The story is interesting to me. Uh, one of the things I, I should say I don't like a ton about it is uh, if you did play through the first game, it feels like some of the they kind of wrote off some of the story choices you could have made. Uh, uh, it, it, they actually did that with the second game, I guess, too. With uh, I forget one of the one of the girls that you could hang out with. Uh, hang out with. <laughs> well, in uh, in the biblical sense, uh, you could you could put your uh, witcher penis in her if you really wanted to. Uh, okay. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, to, it would to get cure diseases, right? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and it would get uh, Triss, one of the main characters in The yeah, Witcher Triss. Three, to hate you. And then, like magically in The Witcher Two, like she's there hanging out with you. They just kind of wrote that off. Hanging so, out, yeah. Right uh, in the beginning, there everything was hanging out, <laughs> right. But yeah, so there were like I could think of a couple of story inconsistencies there, but otherwise, like I really like the game and the story is really cool to me. All the secondary quests are cool so far. Right the on. mechanics are cool. Um, the uh, the movement was weird at first. Uh, Geralt felt like a tank, just moving. It was super weird. Like I'd I'd hit doorways, like the frames next to doors, trying yeah. to go into doors. I got so fucking mad the other day because I was trying to fight these guys on a stairway and I kept falling <laughs> off. It was the worst thing. Have you uh, came across any bugs at all or anything? Yes. Funny? Actually, I was out on a ship once <laughs> and there was this guy just up in the air. <laughs> you need to start using your share button more. Uh, actually, I play on PC. Oh. I, I took a screenshot, though. That's good. It's on Steam. Yeah. I haven't yeah. uploaded it yet, though. The bugs are pretty funny. Like, uh, actually, one one that happened last night, which was really weird, was I was boating around and uh, I had to fight. Boating some, or boning? Because uh, I mean, you could do a lot of that in the game. Boating, boating, boating in this time. Okay. In, the, in the biblical sense. Yeah, in the biblical sense. <laughs> bo- 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 boating with my penis. Motor boating. <laughs> nude, nude boating. Yeah. Um, so I was getting attacked by some harpies, uh, yeah. the bird things that attack your boat, bird ladies, and. Uh, I went to attack it, and all of a sudden, uh, he just jumped like 200 feet above the boat. I had that problem, too. Fell in the water and <laughs> yeah. died. I was like, oh, shit, I'm going <laughs> to yeah. die. Oh, I didn't hit the boat. Good. <laughs> so that was weird. But uh, 
Yeah. The I, really weird thing to me is the water, like I have the water on ultra and everything else is basically on high. But yeah. for some reason, if I'm in, in the water areas, the frame rate's better than ever. Like, I don't understand. Yeah, just weird shaders. Usually it's the opposite because of the it. full world reflection and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I So I thought I was maybe like two-thirds of the way through the story, and I was talking to a, another friend at work who played through it, like, I was. I thought I could, you know, sit down in a couple sessions and finish it if I really wanted to. <laughs> Turns out I was really fucking wrong about that. <laughs> and I'm like kind of relieved because it's one of those things that I don't really. It feels like an MMO to me in a weird way. Like I don't want it to end. Uh, and it feels like I. I, I, can't, I don't really know like how to better explain that analogy, but it feels like it. It, it feels like expansive enough to the point where. Um, I don't know. There's just so much more I want to see and do, and I don't want that to really feels stop. like a perpetual world. Yeah, just, exactly. Yeah, it it is very well fleshed out, and yeah. I mean, when just playing like that initial area, it it doesn't really prepare you for how yeah. massive it is. Right. And yeah. Just yeah. So uh, I'm I'm happy with it being a lot longer than I thought it was. Yeah, I mean, I I never start playing and think like. Man, I wish I was doing something cooler or like, okay, I've had enough. I kind of felt like that when I was playing Elder Scrolls. It's like I put an hour or two in, I'm like, I'm just, this really isn't sucking me in and yeah. I want to play something else. Right. Yeah, it's almost like a, for me, it's like a, almost like a TV show. Like I can just do a contract, like a night, a Witcher contract will be like an hour long quest or so, and then finish that and be satisfied and then be excited to do the next one, you know, tomorrow night or the next night. It's super cool. I can't remember the last game I've played that's done that for me. So yeah, no, that's awesome. I mean, that's the thing. A lot of games I feel like haven't lately. I mean, we we had a really good couple of months like in gaming where you had a lot of pretty good games come out. You know, June and July were very yeah, very very. I good never to thought the, I'd be playing shit in the summer to the gaming yeah. community, <laughs> and it's like. I, I haven't really been sucked into anything lately. And I, I, I want to, well, I, I lent my copy of The Witcher to Alex to play, so I haven't had much time to play. I do, I really like that it's a beautiful game. I'm playing it on PS4 as well. I still think it's, re, it's great looking. Uh, the controls were a little wonky at first because, like you said, you know, he, Geralt feels like a tank. Like he's, mm-hmm. he's like, it has this heaviness to the way he moves, and that's kind of uh, disconcerting. Um, I, the menu system, I can't stand. Yeah, it's horrible. Mm-hmm. It's like super terrible. Yeah, it, it's like it just seems juvenile to me in a way. I yeah. don't know. It's not clean. It's cluttered and just I don't know. It, it bothers me. I don't. I don't like it. Um, I'm okay with it. I didn't like how I would hit pause and not be able to press circle to get out of it. I I never tried that, but that will bug me now. Like I'm going it, to try it. It infuriated me. It's like you can do that in every other game. Yeah, close, yeah. Like the pause it's menu. I never thought of that. I got to yeah. sit there and hit start again to go. But like I would, it would stop me for like a good 15 seconds because I'm like, what, what? Oh, I got to hit start. Well, that's like I was trying Not to. Not that that's uh, like the game is fine. Like it's, it's a good game. But that always infuriated me. Like I, I was... Not to bring Destiny back up again, but <laughs> when I had switched from PlayStation to Xbox, I'm in the... I'm in the uh, vault trying to put things in the vault, and I'm yeah. hitting the X button on the Xbox. Oh. And I'm like, why the fuck isn't this storing any of my shit? <laughs> the vault is broken. And I remember telling Brian that the vault's broken. And they need to patch that shit. And then like he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm not having any trouble with it. And then I like look down at the controller, and I'm like, 
Fuck. <laughs> yeah. So, similar button issue. Yeah, I maybe it's issues. a morale thing. I wish all controllers were just the same. Yeah, we need to mesh these two worlds. Steam man. controller. I have a pre-order one. Yeah, oh, I think yeah. I want a pre-order one. The the Steam uh, stream thing. What's that's it called? cool. Yeah, the Steam link. Yeah, the Steam link. link. We're gonna we're gonna review that. We're gonna get one and review it. That's nice. A, that's one of the things we're gonna. When's talk that coming? About. November. Okay. November. If we had pre-ordered it in time, we would have got it a few weeks earlier. Because it's not like you know we've got a, a Fallout lot. game, a Halo game, a Battlefield Battlefront game. No, uh, I know we have a lot of games coming out that we're gonna have to talk about. Yes. Are we? To, do we want to talk about The Witcher Three anymore? I probably there's a lot I, of stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. You guys really did more to I talk mean, to. Let's yeah. do it. We we have plenty of time. Well, how much did you actually play it? I didn't. I played like a couple hours, not very much. But it was yeah. one of those things where I also had issues because I. Didn't I had reservations about starting the third one? Like, because I wanted to play the second one. The second one was really good. It took me a while to actually sit down and play it, but once I did, I finished it in like three or four days. I was. It's not a super long game. I don't remember. It it took me about forty-two hours, I think. Yeah, I guess that's long. That's. Yeah, but that was doing everything. yeah. Yeah, and this game is considerably larger than that. Like, I, yeah, I'm at 45, 50 hours maybe, and I and I know I'm nowhere in the game. Yeah. So I felt like I was jumping in the middle a little bit. I think people who haven't played the previous games would be okay not playing them. You'd still be able to get into it, but I was feeling like, oh, I feel like I've missed out on a lot of stuff that it, I would it like It is to weird because I don't remember a lot of the stuff in the second game that happened, even though I only played, I played it like last year, I think. But uh, I've been playing the third one, and I'll run into characters that seem to know me, and I'm just like, I don't remember this guy. Who the yeah, hell is this guy? I just like real life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically, it's like I drank too much that night. I don't remember. <laughs> they expect you to read the uh, the character bio in the oh, yeah. pause menu. I, I or appreciate they that they have that. Yeah, stuff. it's really detailed. And I have actually looked at that just to get some backstory and stuff. Yeah, I do like the world. Yes, it's gorgeous, and like. There's plenty of random shit to loot. I can collect spoons if I want, which is cool. <laughs> I kind of hate that too, though. No, I like that sort of thing. I was always all about that in like Skyrim and stuff. It's good in this game it, because your weight limit is ridiculous if you get saddlebags for your horse. Okay. In like a you game, can carry like 15 swords around with you before you have to yeah. go and sell them. In a game that's this big, I don't like the collectibles. Yeah. Like yeah. Tomb Raider, collecting all the things in Tomb Raider was easy. That was a twenty-five hour game, like max. Oh, I don't. I'm Literally not talking t- about collectibles like that. I'm just saying there's a bunch of spoons that you can just grab. I'm yeah. just saying you can pick up every single random object you find in a. Yeah. Okay. You That's can do the I mean. you can do the Tom thing and steal everything that you want. There, the Witcher the does not have collectibles. Get in a that bunch sense. of gold. <laughs> Maybe the Witcher gear. That's all I can think of. If you want. Well, all yeah. That I mean, stuff. there's there's. Like hidden treasures and stuff, yeah. and that's worth going out of your way to find that shit. Right. You don't have to tear down any posters with your face on it. No, you, have to, you don't have to climb any towers. Yes, yeah. <laughs> you have to climb the Witcher <laughs> towers. Much the best open world. You have to climb, <laughs> climb the Witcher tower and pull off the poster. Yes, and then, then you dive into some straw. Yeah, you have to drive your Witcher car to the Witcher towers. I, I thought you dove into a pile of bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah. that's that's after you've leveled up, right? <laughs> In a biblical sense, yeah. <laughs> uh, what yeah. else? What else? Uh, I uh, 
What did I, what else did I want to say? Oh, the contracts, the Witcher contracts. I like all the research you have to do on the monsters before. Yeah, you yeah fight. Witcher yeah. detective. I don't know if it was what the first game was like. I gave up on that game really early because nope, was, it wasn't. <laughs> okay, the second game had that element, and I thought that was the most badass thing. It's yeah. like you're you have you get to be a detective, yeah. and then hunt a monster down, and you have to prepare for it. Like set traps and all this shit, and use the appropriate gear to kill it. It's yeah. very, it it's, feels very Buffy to me. It's funny like, that it's, you it's like awesome. you actually bit, know yeah. how the mechanics function because the other day when you were trying to fight a cockatrice, you were like angry for like four hours trying to kill this thing because it wasn't in my bestiary. I thought, and you, then I found it. Yeah, see, so then I knew what to use. Didn't he? Didn't do his <laughs> it was research. Was in the wrong tab. I didn't know yeah. what kind of He's animal. He's in his room swearing for like four hours over <laughs> yes. this thing. I'm like in the living room playing Destiny by myself. And he's like, I didn't even know you were home. <laughs> uh, I did want to say this is a game where, like, even in Skyrim, I would be sitting there reading the text because the text would show up faster than they would say stuff, and I would yep. skip through it all. This game, I didn't want to do that at all. No, that was something I wanted to touch on, too. The writing is fantastic. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Voice acting's great. Yes. But I mean, like, the dialogue, like, I feel like I'm talking to a real person. Yeah, and even, like, the making the choices as to how you want to say things, it, it's almost, it's very telltale-y, like, in the terms of how do I want to convey this or how do I want my girl to to interact with people. I think it's very interesting. Yeah, I actually, when I was talking to John, it was, like, a few days ago, probably the same day I was swearing about cockatrices, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, I had actually, I had, was just finishing up watching, like, the latest episode of the new season of True Detective, yeah. which is mediocre, kind of, in my opinion, but that's a totally different subject. A different podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, anyways, though, I was thinking about, I was telling John, I'm like, you know what? The writing and the dialogue and shit in The Witcher is way more realistic to me than, than, than in The New True Detective. Yeah. Like, they actually feel like... The, these video game characters feel more like real people than these real-life actors do to me. Like, So, that, I mean, that, totally that different alone, genre, you know, I know, but it's I mean, just... that alone says a lot about the game, you know, and, and the, the amount of time and effort that... Uh, yeah, project. That's Red, what I was, right? it. Just made me think like video games have gone such a long totally. way, and they're like people just don't understand how much I think effort goes into the writing. I think that point is super super valid. I also think that the True Detective writing is like the characters are so hyper textual. Like even like thinking back to Matthew McConaughey in season one, who's like. Atheism and people suck and do do do. Yeah, like, but it was well written though. It, it was. It was. I mean, it was well. It written. was a little bit over or, the top for sure. It's a little bit on about the nose. Detective. I know, I know. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, I think True Detective wants to be on the nose for different reasons. Whereas right. this stuff, like fantastical Witcher elements of like, we're lending credence to this world that we're building. I think yeah, it's two different missions. But I do agree that it's insane that you can sit there and be like, wow, these characters feel real whereas things and people in shows that look like me and yeah. have flesh and are real and i don't remember if it was a podcast or where i was where this conversation took place but i recall hearing something about someone being someone saying that you know you're seeing video games get to this point where 
they're like, oh, this video game is like so good. Let's make a movie about it. But then you're like, why? Like that game was a movie, basically. I know. Like, it doesn't have to be a movie. Exactly. Like there's no reason to like make video game movies anymore because every game you're playing is so immersive that it, it becomes its own movie in a way. Even better than a movie because you're part of it. Exactly. You, know? you feel more attached to it. Michael Fassbender's Assassin's Creed coming soon. World of it Warcraft was. movie. How the fuck is that a thing? <laughs> <laughs> coming soon to Yeah, because theater. I've always Here wanted you. to see an orc yeah. I, the live reason, action. The only reason I'm intrigued by that is I'm like, why in the hell is Duncan Jones making that movie? Yeah. Like, what drew Zoe Bowie to Warcraft? Just wait. It's probably going to be awesome. It, <laughs> it might be sweet. I don't know, but... I've always know. liked it, the Warcraft lore. I mean, it was fun, like, playing Warcraft 1 and 2 and 3, and then, like, when World of Warcraft came out, like seeing some of these places that you had had giant full-scale battles yeah. on you yeah, know like yeah. i liked that i thought it was cool i and enjoyed the like exploring the world but i didn't give a shit about the story when i was playing world here. of warcraft yeah. however yeah War- warcraft one through three like yeah. the story was cool right i enjoyed it um so back to the witcher i wanted to see <laughs> if you uh how much of the story do you guys want to talk about or should we uh it's been out for a while, and I don't want to spoil much, but I kind of wanted to talk about the choices and the different things that happen depending on the choices you make. Uh, I'm, I don't care about spoilers. I don't want you to spoil it for me. So you, uh, we could talk about the Bloody Baron stuff. Yeah, the Bloody well, Baron can, story was I assume that you amazing. finished that. Let me just say real quick, if anybody doesn't want to hear anything about spoilers, yeah. spoilers... Skip. Stop listening because yeah, this is the here. end of the episode. Because all you're going to miss is like another 20 minutes on Destiny and Amazon.MidwestPodcastNetwork.com. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> there you go. Continue. Okay, spoiler. All right. <laughs> so, uh, one of the things I think they did really well was uh, showing how the choices you made changed the world. Yeah. And uh, talking to some other friends who played through the through it, the Bloody Baron stuff specifically. Uh, so. How did it end for you, Brian? For me, well, everybody was still alive. That's good. One of my friends, like, <laughs> the Baron hung himself at the end of that. What? Are you fucking kidding? No. And did you, did the witches eat the kids for you? I don't know. The kids are not accounted for. Okay. So, and uh, the witches I have yeah. not found, actually. I just fought the fiend that they sent at me. Okay. So that means they ate the kids, too. <sighs> So that's cool, because the so the Baron is like a it's he's a major character in the story actually, and you kind of come back to him later on, much later too. Okay. So it's interesting to me how that plays out for somebody who's Baron hung himself. Yeah. At the end of that, <laughs> was it like an autoerotic asphyxiation kind of thing, or because he was kind of yeah, weird, he yeah. hung he, himself. He and Geralt were trying to have sex. Biblically, biblically, in the biblical, in the biblical sense, <laughs> biblical asphyxiation, and he was like, "Girl, put your belt around yeah. my neck." So he did, like that carotene guy. Yeah, <laughs> pour some on. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I wanted to. I thought that was cool that a choice I made, like at the beginning of the game, like affected something later on, potentially way later. Yeah, I've already seen some effects stuff. like. There was this weird dude that kept showing up and wanted to pick fights with me yeah, to show yeah. off to his woman. I and eventually ended up having to kill him. I didn't kill him. <laughs> there was no way That's to avoid cool. it. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was amusing. But he, he showed up like three times and finally I was just like, I'm sick of this dude, you know. Then uh, one of the merchants, so like one of those random exclamation points you'll come across as you're walking down the path. 
uh, you save that merchant, and then twenty fucking hours later, oh yeah, that same merchant yeah. showed up in a town. The beginning of the game, right? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, he shows up in a town. He's like, "Oh, hello, you saved me. Thank you so much. Here's some crap for you to buy." Like, yeah, for cheap. <laughs> yeah, for cheap. Is that how he says it? Uh, yeah. That was really I'm good. I'm peddling my yeah. crap. <laughs> please, please buy this garbage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, I think that's cool. I haven't, I can't think of another game that's really done that very well at that scale, too. Yeah, Mass Effect tried. They tried, yeah. It didn't go that well. It was yeah. like, oh, you saved the Spider Queen. It was like a baby here's, step compared here's to this. Here's like 500 more attack points yeah. for the thing in the third yeah choose your own adventure yeah mm-hmm. pretty much yeah uh the dragon age inquisition i have played it and i still feel like i haven't gotten anywhere in the game and i just kind of gave up for now i'll probably go back to it eventually it's gonna be fucking shit when you go back to it probably to i just i don't know what it is about that game i feel like everything they did to it is something i like but i don't like anything about it more than i liked like yeah. origins i loved origins and I even played through the second one. Yeah, I liked those games too. But it's just, I think The Witcher really set a new standard for these yeah. types of games. And I'd like to see the standard be upheld going forward. Dragon, I guess Dragon Age Inquisition brought in too much of the Assassin's Creed formula. And that's what ruined it for me. Yeah. Yeah, they're climbing towers. Yeah. You know, no, there basically, are no towers, yeah. but you liberate camps. Uh, the portals. Yeah, it's, it's cl- closing portals. Closing yeah. portals. Same thing as climbing tower. Yeah. Um, yes. Anyway, so we can all agree that The Witcher's pretty rad, right? Yeah. I yeah. definitely look I forward to playing more it. of it. Yeah, I, I want to play more of it for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's I think, a good game. I want to go back to it at some point, but I do want to play through the second one first. You should. So. Right on. Yeah, the second one's um, way more linear, but in a good way in some ways. Uh, like That sounds up my alley enough to let me buy into the universe, and then I would be more interested in the third one to like yeah, explore and I like, follow things through. The one thing I liked about the second one is there, there are choices that stick like for the duration of the game, and they make a difference. I mean, there's actually a branch in the game. The whole second point. half of that game yeah, is different you depending can be on completely something different you choose. You go to like a, you there's like a whole town you don't see. There are only like two towns, three it's towns It's a very in that game. political yeah. game, which is weird. It's it's just like super... Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how to explain it. It's just... It's, it's deeper than I expected for sure, like the whole story and stuff. Yeah, it's interesting. Like all the areas are cool, but like just... Go, walking around the map and stuff is just not as cool as The Witcher 3 where you can just go anywhere you want. Yeah. But yeah, you might like that. Yeah. I own it on Steam. So someday. I think I do too. It looks yeah. and plays great on PC too. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Well, as always, if you're listening along and you like what you hear, or even if you don't, please do send us feedback via email at midwestgamenerds at gmail.com or via Twitter at Podcast. Don't forget to do all of your Amazon shopping at amazon.midwestpodcastnetwork.com. Thanks again to A'u for the theme song. You can check out more of his tunes at soundcloud.com slash A-H-H-O-O-H. Matt, thank you again for joining us. I uh, hope you had a good yes. time. Thank yeah, you. thanks for having me. It's yeah, fun. for sure. Hope to have you back, too, in the future. If there's any games you're playing you want to come talk about, please let us know. Sure. Cool. Alex, what's next for the film nerds? Uh, by the time this comes up, we will have reviewed Ant-Man, so check that out. And then I think... The following Wednesday, we'll have a review. It's either going to be Paper Towns, which is a new film based on a John Green novel, the guy who did The Fault in Our Stars, or we're going to talk about Pixels, maybe. 
Are you gonna go see Southpaw? Uh, yeah, I, I want to see Southpaw. We might talk about Southpaw too. I don't know. Right on. I might join you for that. I, I kind of want to see that movie. So. All right, cool. Cool. That is all. Peace out. Game over.